0: Vijayendranath, and this is Drinks with Shan, my very first podcast, and I'm so excited to have the co-founder of my kids with me. I know everyone laughs when I say that, like it's like one of the side jokes for us when we pitch. But I have BJ BJ Vijayendranath with me today. Firstly, before we start, BJ, what are we drinking?
1: First of all, I have a disclaimer. I just want to add that Shanae couldn't find anyone better to talk to on her first blog. So she found the closest person she could find. And that was me. So I just want you to know that I'm not here as an expert. It's just that she was bored. (laughs) And we are are here to discuss startups. Anyway, yes, I'm Vijay, the other co-founder of the company and the kids. And yeah, here we are.
0: Okay, so let's talk about who Vijay is. Because you have... A very exciting bio, should I say, because, you know, you went corporate and left that to do startups, and that's very bold. So let's go back a few years. Tell us what you did and how far you've come.
1: Okay, um, as a typical sort of Asian Indian kid, uh, when I was in South Africa, we always think about being becoming a doctor or an engineer. So that's what I did. I um, became a computer engineer uh, r- roughly 10 years ago. I've been working in the, in the field of computer engineering, telecommunications, the whole 4G networks in Botacom, the whole uh, networking so that the operations work very well. And of course, very recently in the telecommunications industry, the data stuff, the data analytics, the the whole, how do you use information of how people do things? So they, you know, run a network better. And since then, that's been my last time I've been in a corporate job. That is roughly five years ago, where I was a data analyst, basically working on how do we use data to build a business and believe it or not, As I went into startups, I realized how powerful that was.
0: Okay, let's talk about that because it was an extremely scary time for me because I didn't really know what a startup was. And one day he comes to me and says, I am quitting my job because I want to do startups full time. And that freaked me out. So what were you thinking then? And I'm going to come back to what we're actually discussing today but this is very important for you know our intro to our topic today is quitting your full-time job a cushy salary to do startups which you're not going to know what you're going to earn or if you are going to earn everything any month like how was that especially you know having kids you know having family and responsibility that's a huge step
1: well, you know the rules. You only quit your job when you have kids and when you ha- uh, when you have a lot of expenses and the family life is hectic. That's when you decide. Right. You know what? Now's the time to quit and work on your dreams and see how it puts pressure on the family. That's how it works, am I right? Yeah, that's actually uh, seriously speaking. That had, that was a hectic move, but when I look back, it was the right decision because every time I had a cushy job, I didn't feel in place, and it may be because of my personality as well. But I have a tendency of overcorrecting people. Um, in the sense that you've actually told me once that I made people look very stupid. You um, did do that. <laughs> yes. By that by that by that I mean it's very difficult to work with people who are very interested in just 95 jobs. If you speak to them, if you sit with them at the canteen and having your lunch. No
0: offense to anyone, by the way, that has a nine to five job.
1: Not at all, not at all. I I just that with my experience with the 95 jobs. They are not speaking up, obviously, because they have jobs and they, they, they are not going to talk about their dreams because they know that they might get in trouble. I had no problem with that. But they knew they would get in trouble if they said anything that they were doing on the side. Everyone has a side hustle. You don't know that. Everyone does. I was just open about it. And I made a executable plan to go ahead with it. But people do. And here's the thing. People who have the jobs, they like just working nine to five, going home on a Friday, and they want to do something on weekends. You can see they just want to have fun. It's perfectly fine. Because you made the choice. If your goal is. I just want to work. Make some money. And then do something else. And have fun. Go on holidays. Perfect. I think there's nothing wrong with that.
0: Okay. Let's talk about. You know. You becoming an entrepreneur. And as you mentioned. Side hustles. Which. A lot of people are looking at now. Because we are living in a very scary time. And. You know, becoming an entrepreneur, they say you either born with it or what's the saying around that? Like you born with it? I don't know.
1: It's you're either born with it or it's Maybelline. <laughs>
0: okay. Something something to that effect. But it's it's scary becoming an entrepreneur because you're not sure what you're going to expect. Let's talk about people becoming entrepreneurs in twenty twenty. People that have their nine to five jobs and are thinking about making that big decision and starting their own business because, you know, they want to work for themselves. They want to make more money. They want to have that flexibility so that they can spend more time with their kids. What's the first thing someone should do that's looking to become an entrepreneur? Is there actually things you should do before you actually take that big jump?
1: First of all, I can tell you right now, not everyone should do it. People paint this beautiful romantic image of entrepreneurship and everyone gets interested, everyone gets passionate about it and you'll notice they give up very easily because they realize the hard work required to build it, they actually give up and go home. I blame all these motivational speakers, you know who I'm talking about. I hate these motivational speakers because they keep telling you that you need to take these drugs out of your system, the drugs being salary, you know. People tell you, you know, you've got to follow your passion and build a business because if you don't, you're building someone else's dream. Absolute bollocks. If you have a good job, you can make good change and you can have a good life. If your objective is to live a happy life or an objective process where you want to live a fulfilling life, you don't have to do entrepreneurship. The reason why I did entrepreneurship is that I had an inner calling. I knew when I was at work, I was never fitting in especially with the ideas. Everyone was talking about just standing at the water cooler and they wouldn't stop complaining about their wives. And I'm thinking, what are you guys doing? Is this what I'm going to be spending my entire life? I mean, I'd rather complain to my wife, of course. But complaining about your wife with with random people at work, it makes no sense. So there is no rule that you have to give up. So if you are going to do entrepreneurship, it's because you have an inclination to do something different. Because... You have an interest in life that you want to build. You have something interesting that you want to share with the world and you have no problem with failure. You just want to try and see where it goes. So if you want to do something and you have a good job, I assume and I hope that you save your money on one side, invest in it, and then use the proceeds by hiring people that can help your dream come true. There are so many freelancers, so many talented people who need work. You don't have to build this business yourself. While you work, pay the people that you can find, good people that you know, people that you trust. I'm sure you have a lot of friends who are freelancers, people that are artists, people that can code, people that can do photography, people that can do your video, people that can do your website. Find them, make friends with them and pay them. I need a website, I need this, I want to sell this on my platform. I don't have the time because I've got a job. So let them build it for you, pay them, save up, pay them and then launch it and see how what happens with it, see how it grows. You might be surprised that it does well. Next thing you know, you're starting to make some money. Use that money to keep paying the people. Eventually, you'll make enough to resign and to work on it full-time.
0: So you say the first step is actually networking before you actually take that plunge. Yes. Right?
1: Network with people that are better than you. Network with people that know more than you. And obviously, network in the right place.
0: If that's you, that's a good question. Like Where do you network? Especially now since... There won't be a lot of networking events like how everyone is used to attending.
1: Right. So if you want to network, ask yourself, what do you want to build? Let's take a good example. You want to start a restaurant. You always love food, something interesting. You always love the the home cooked foods and you want to bring that to the people because you love cooking and you want to start a restaurant. Guess what? You can do that if you hired a place. You can hire a chef. You can hire some basic people. And see how that goes. You could even do home deliveries. Have people work from out of your house and send the deliveries. It's In fact, most restaurants started that way. They cooked at home after hours and they do deliveries at night because during the day you're working. So if you're going to do that, you must network with people who know about cooking. You can't be, you know, um, at a sports rally all the time. If you're there, it, it means you're not really interested in cooking. If you actually had passion for cooking, Friday night, you're watching Master Chef. <laughs> right instead of uh going out partying with people friday night you're actually watching masterchef on a saturday you open your app and you're looking through recipes to make the best little meal that you ever wanted that's what you're doing other people might be drinking out and having fun in
0: 2020 networking is going to work a little different
1: yes 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 you mentioned that okay now that with covid19 with with social distancing and the fact that you can't go to a lot of events there are so many online events that you can go to And going back to our example of food and restaurants, there are tons of, tons of online courses, online events and seminars that's talking about food and agriculture and talking about restaurants and the people are networking about what do I cook? Uh, Because then I can't now buy my rotisserie chicken because it's, you know, I need to make my own food. People are talking about it. Be part of a group that actually aligns with what you're trying to do. Don't go to events that's talking about, you know, drinks. Don't go to, don't go to an event online. That's talking about something that's totally um, unrelated to what you're trying to do. So obviously find the people that are like you and network with them.
0: You still didn't answer my question. Oops. What are we drinking, PJ?
1: What are we drinking?
0: (laughs) We're drinking water.
1: (laughs) Okay, this is drinks with shad. So you don't know what we're actually drinking because alcohol wasn't allowed for a while. (laughs) So we're having coffee. What are you having?
0: yeah what are you having well i'm having water he's having coffee
1: (laughs) this is a uh, entrepreneurial discussion so i think a good coffee helps
0: okay so talking back about you know your first point was networking um what's the second thing that you should let's talk about tips like let's just say i have five thousand rand right and i'm looking on starting an online business maybe uh An e-commerce store you know selling other people's goods where do i invest that money first i know you said networking and connecting with the right people collaborating is very important seeing how we can help each other you know um and exchange services or goods etc to to kind of build your stuff stuff but if you have a limited amount of money and this is all the money that you can really put into the business like Where should I put that money in first? How important is a good website a good photography? Like, what's the most important thing?
1: Okay, let's start with the first part. Um, What do I do with the 5,000 rands? Even before you spend a cent, you can offer so much. Let's go back to our example. We're still sticking to the uh, drinks with chance. So it's all about food, right? You want to start a restaurant, right? You've got some cutlery. You've got pots and pans. You've learned how to cook because you're passionate about cooking and you want to do some interesting desserts. Let's say you want to get into the desserts business. You know, when you do something like that, there are so many people that love desserts. But then you can find people whose skill that you can exchange with. How about I pay and subsidize, even cover the entire cost of your birthday party and I will provide you food and some dessert In exchange you build my website and the guy goes hmm what will that cost well it might cost me ten thousand to pay for this but the website might cost the same oh fantastic so if I build your website you will actually cater my party for free yes tick you've got something there already so do that first now you've got your website launched already then you need uh, something very important you mentioned how important is a good website good photography do the same for the photographer how many food photographers do you know? Connect with them. You need the food photographers because if the food don't salivate on a website or on a menu, it's not going to look good. You're in the food business after all. Desserts need to salivate, needs to stand out. So get a food photographer. Guess what? Find out what he likes. Maybe you can cater his event for him and he will do the pictures for free. The food that you served at his party is the food that you use on your website because that's the food you made.
0: That's very clever and actually brought up something important in 2020 because of everything going on now, we might just come back to bartering. Yeah. You know, it. I think it was then, of course, it died off, but looking at where things are going now, us as entrepreneurs might have to just go back to that to see how we can actually help each other, uh, et cetera. You, you was saying something else and I disturbed you. <laughs>
1: no, it's okay. Uh, I, I lost my train of thought. Uh, you can remind me. But what I was saying is uh, if you find people that can, you save all that. You don't even have to spend that 5000 right? You can bar- and Bartering does work because people understand it's a tough time. You can see a lot of revenue has dropped. I think 70% of SMEs in South Africa uh, either lost money or had to at least temporarily shut down. So there's a huge amount of money lost, but you can still barter. You can still find so many things that will align to your purpose and people that have complementary skills. So find them first.
0: How important is researching before you get in, in a specific industry? And if that is an important part of, you know, starting a business, any tips of books or audiobooks you recommend?
1: Oh, research is actually very, very important. You have to know what you're getting into. Now, I don't just mean understanding the technical value of your business, what it costs, and who do you need. The first research you need to do is, is this something I want to do? So you have to start with your psychological aspect. Why are you doing this? So I would suggest a book like Simon Sinek's Start With Why. Find your why. Find your why. Why do you want to do this? Why is this important that people must eat your food?
0: And The Mom Test as well. That's, That's another
1: great used. book. Um, the I'm not sure what the author's name is, but there's a book called The Mom Test. The Mom Test is a fantastic book. It actually says that when you start a business, it helps you ask the right questions without revealing the product that you're building. Because if you asked your mom, Hey mom, I've got a new product. And it does A, B and C. And she's be like, oh dear, that's so lovely. Of course I like it. And that's not an answer you want. You want to ask the question in such a way it has nothing to do with you emotionally, so they will give you an honest answer. So you can ask questions like, hey, why don't you order more desserts? Yeah. Why are you not eating desserts? Why do you um, not make your own desserts? What's stopping you? And you might get honest answers like, oh, it's too costly. Oh, you know, it's fine. I got Woolies. I just go to Woolies and I get desserts. Or you know what, I'm just too lazy. Some of these uh, some of these programs, I don't know how they work. So I'm not going to even order. Sometimes I don't bother. So I end up making my own. So you're getting answers from people saying that they might not want it because they have a way to get it already from somewhere. So that answers your first question, whether or not you should make that type of food because it sort of clears out whether or not there's a need. And that's how you do it. So I, I suggest you check out that book, The Mum Test.
0: Okay, so we spoke about networking, bartering, actually having funds before you take this big step, and then doing research, which is extremely important. The big question everybody wants an answer to is should you actually start something in 2020? Because I mean this year has been crazy. And if I want to do a side hustle or you know build a startup Is it actually a good time to build a startup now or should I wait? Or what advice do you have for entrepreneurs thinking about launching something now in South Africa?
1: There's a saying, necessity is the mother of all inventions. So when you lost your job, in fact, a lot of people have. A lot of people have been retrenched. They have no choice but to dig deep and start something because... They just couldn't get a job or they they don't know when the next job is coming. They don't know when the economy will recover. It may take a few years. So you don't have a choice. So you actually have to dig deep and build something yourself. And then you have to look at the circumstances that you're in. Maybe you have a good internet connection, if you're lucky enough. Maybe you've got um, online access to people. Do it virtual. Build a business that doesn't require physical contact. You could start an online training program. Be back to the food example. You can't make food in a restaurant, but you, can, but you can make the food at home and deliver from your home. So when lockdown has eased, you can deliver the food from, from your store and connect with a logistics company and do the deliveries yourself. Your restaurant is running online. There's just no physical restaurant. So that's one way to do it.
0: What three tips you have for startup and entrepreneurs when it comes to marketing? In 2020
1: one of the best ways to market um, if you do not have the funds and you just started off is rely on word of mouth so it comes back to the barter agreement so you want to get good word of mouth to you do you know some PR people some good marketing people some people that are really loud on the internet do you know some people cater for them tell them hey what do you think and ask them to share their experience of your food online next thing you know Someone really, really famous or someone that you connected with shares your food, the picture, the good picture that you've taken with the photographer. He, he or she shares it online. Next thing you know, everyone's like, oh my God, this is the most awesome dessert I've ever had. And just like that, you're getting word of mouth marketing because you've helped someone who is popular with free food. And that's one way to get it out. Again, I didn't spend a single cent. I bought it with someone who knows PR, someone who knows. The people on the internet. Maybe someone who's popular. Maybe a marketing guru. And next thing you know, the marketing guru says, what is this? Oh, I haven't really named it yet. Next thing you know, that marketing person says, why don't you call this dish some name, some fancy name. Next thing you know, they've just helped your marketing by by giving you a good name for your restaurant and a good name for your dish. Just like that, you've got something. Have you noticed, I haven't spent a cent since we started talking.
0: Yes. We built this restaurant. I'm, I'm counting your 5,000. Right. And I haven't spent <laughs> a cent
1: getting to this point. Yeah.
0: But the question is, do you think people would actually want to do this? I mean, it's tough, like, you know, going to someone you know and asking them, hey, could you do this for me and I'll do this for you? Like, how do you take that first step? Should I prepare a presentation?
1: Who are you trying to talk to?
0: Let's just say an example. I'm, I'm chatting to my friend who's a PR expert but I don't want to come across as needy or, you know, I'm just taking advantage of her. So how do I put it out there that, you know, I need you to help me with this project and I could offer you this, but it's business after all. So should I prepare a presentation? Should I have a contract? Cause the last thing you want is, you know, negative marketing where someone goes on the internet and says, hey, this person, you know, just did this or whatever the case is. So how do you make sure that, you know, you you build relationships, but the right way and you kind of don't shoot yourself in the foot with this method?
1: Okay, these risks are high. You have to be prepared for that failure. Be prepared for public failure when you're an entrepreneur. If you don't do something right, if you send out a presentation that's bad, that's okay. You're going to get very bad feedback, but you're going to get feedback that's going to set you right and say, okay, I need to work on my presentation. I need to work on my skills of communication and I'm going to try again. But you must be willing to do that. But, but if somebody gives you a bad review, maybe that person's a horrible person or that person's being constructive. You can't take it negatively and say, okay, you know what? That's it. I'm going back to my job. Okay. It's going to happen. So be prepared and it's okay. Just improve, try again. Try version two, try version three until it h- hits a point where someone that you're talking to says, I get it, I love it. How do I get involved?
0: So you've been an entrepreneur for five odd years, right? Well,
1: think about it. <laughs> based on my previous uh, words, I will, I'm an entrepreneur for roughly 10 years but I've done it as a side hustle while i worked, learnt few things built up experience and once i was been experienced enough then i took the took the plunge
0: so for those of you don't know vj is a professional photographer and he has a startup called tap snap correct which he has been working really hard on the last couple of years and it hasn't been an easy road for you so you know all about you know, succeeding, failing, pushing, continuing. And, you know, those months where you don't know where you're going to get money from. Um, what, what's your, you know, your advice for, for entrepreneurs going forward? Like, how important is social media in 2020? You know, everything is going digital right now. Um, as an entrepreneur, you know, how can you make the most out of it? Or, or you know prepare yourself or plan or you know strategize i don't know give us some tips some some easter eggs or nuggets
1: <laughs> okay for for the benefit of the viewers i'm oh, sorry of the listeners i should say tell me in point form what you would like to know
0: well dealing with failure is is not easy as an right. entrepreneur and as right. you said that you know it's tough to move forward. And a lot of people don't have that strength to move forward. What has helped you continue your journey as an entrepreneur? You know, because you had the pressure of family and not everyone was a part of you doing this in the beginning. So there's that pressure of, you know, making sure that you don't fail or trying not to fail. And then also you have little money in this business and you're trying to make the most of it is like, Okay. yes you said word of mouth is great for marketing where else should you put it in 2020 looking as everything is online now is there any platform that you recommend that entrepreneurs look into maybe if it's doing courses or webinars or you know just making the most of social media which is the trending platform right now that entrepreneurs should really look into especially now in south africa
1: yeah um obviously leverage the online courses A lot of them are free, but I would rather suggest Google and YouTube because you will get free lessons on everything. Everyone makes a video about something on YouTube.
0: On YouTube. On YouTube. And it's
1: free. Free. Go online. And if you search now how to make good food photos, there are are thousands, thousands of videos of a professional food photographer telling you what they did, all the equipment they used, all the styles, all the angles. Everything's there. And then if you searched for entrepreneurship, how to uh, ask for money so that you can fund your business further. There are lessons from professional experts and on investors YouTube, really? on YouTube for wow. free. Wow, okay. And you usually just search how to invest my startup.
0: Okay.
1: And you can mention the country. There will be someone with some expertise telling you what to do, how they did it, how they raised their money, how they grew, how they hired the people, how did they have to fire people. Um, how do they do contractual agreements? What kind of legal things to do? What about accounting? What do I do with that? There's someone there with to help you with that. What platforms to use to keep track of all my expenses and my income? How do I do my tax returns? All of that is there.
0: Okay. Um,
1: Again, have you noticed I haven't spent any money till <laughs> till to this time, all this time I haven't spent this money but on building you do You did
0: technically spend on internet. Because you do need good internet for everything. Okay, but those are your expenses, right?
1: Those are not additional expenses. Those are your existing expenses that you always had.
0: Well, so I'm guessing you're trying to say that fiber is very important as an entrepreneur.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, if you're lucky enough to have fiber, yes, it it does help. I mean, if you have access to 4G connections, use that. If you don't, uh, find those coffee shops and use those free internet while you sit there and order a cup of coffee, have something, use that free internet free wi-fi and and just build something if you don't have a good connection at home
0: what has helped you get over the fear of failure or even failure has as a whole like what do you think really pushed you to continue
1: i don't think i've ever had that because i don't know what either failure success is it's just a state of mind for me um whatever i do it just happens
0: so how do you stay motivated because i feel like that's the hardest part about being an entrepreneur you know you wake up one day you're so motivated you feel like you're going to do a ton of things you know your startup's going to be a success but the next day you wake up and you feel depressed and all you want to do is just binge watch your favorite series and eat popcorn like right your boots change very quickly as an entrepreneur especially When there's nothing in your bank account, which a lot of us are facing
1: right now. Right. See, when it comes to the psychological aspect, I can give you my personal anecdotal experience. But in terms of psychological breakdowns, you've got to be able to talk to someone who has the right background, um, empathy to help you. If you need professional help, you must be able to leverage it. You need to be able to surround yourself with people who are doing similar things that you are doing so you can feed off each other. You will be the most depressed. I mean, I felt the most out of touch when I'm trying to be entrepreneurial in my mind while having a desk job and talking to people who don't give a damn about it. They have no idea what you're talking about and they have no interest. In fact, they are talking about things they have no no recollection of and no interest whatsoever. You're going to be depressed because you'll think, I like all these things, but I don't know anyone who does. Why am I the only one? Why am I alone? Because you're in the wrong space. So go where the entrepreneurs are and you'll notice they all have similar problems and you're not alone. Everyone goes through it, especially when they start fresh and new. Even Steve Jobs with with his fancy and Apple, even after he got fired and he was depressed, he still built a company with billions of dollars. He was still depressed because he would go through uh, bad times. So you can see money is not the 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 connection between the depression, between having problems with the startup. It's just that sometimes you lose direction and you need people around you to help you.
0: So having a good support system is yeah. really important as an entrepreneur.
1: People that empathetically understand what you do, other entrepreneurs, your family. They are the best people. You cannot go online and talk to your insurance broker about how depressed you are. Right? You can't talk to People at work about this; they won't care. They will just say, "What? Just go and work. Why are you doing this?" So talk to someone who's doing what you're doing. And in our case, um, if you do photography, if you're a photographer, and another example, there are tons of other photographers you can talk to who are going through similar problems. Leverage of their understanding. Maybe help each other. You don't you, you you'll be surprised where you'll get help from.
0: Okay, so just a, two more questions. Right. What businesses shouldn't do in 2020?
1: Oh, I don't know if I'm qualified to answer that question. <laughs> I don't know if there's a such thing as which business to and well, don't Well, do.
0: entrepreneurs, startups, you shouldn't do in 2020. No, you can do
1: any business. Do any business. Well, The not- question is, um, is there a need? I mean, is this something you like to do? Is there a market? Is this something you can do with minimal money? Is this something you can do while you're online without needing physical distance, without... The social distancing problem. Is there something you can work on?
0: Okay, if there's like any, you know, uh, like mistakes or, I don't know, like bad presentation, something along those lines, like mistakes you shouldn't make.
1: I think the biggest, biggest uh, problem is um, when you bring partners on board, or people on board to help you, please bring people that you know and trust. You've seen The Social Network, the movie. It basically indicates Mark Zuckerberg's relationship with the people that helped him build Facebook, and it was devastating because he himself didn't trust people, and he took the idea up for himself, and the people that he thought were partners didn't want to help him. You don't want that. I mean, that that became international news because of how big Facebook became, but that happens to a lot of entrepreneurs. You get the wrong people, and you can have really bad experiences. For example, they don't understand money. They misuse funds, they are not there for you when you need it, when, ta- when, when when they go and get stuff, they ghost you, where are you? I need you. Um, and next thing you know, when you do succeed, they suddenly come out of the limelight and say, hey, where's my shares? You know, you've got to be careful. You've got to make sure your legal framework is set up correctly. You've got to make sure that you give equity to people that you trust. Work on a project with them without mm-hmm. equity. Work with them first. Work on a little project for, for a few mm-hmm. months. See if that actually, see if that works, right? And that's how you're going to know if uh, you will ever get it right.
0: That's a good one. How important is it to have a co-founder?
1: A lot of business can be started by yourself. But the reason why co-founders are important is you are going to have skills that, that you have, but you also have skills that you don't have, that you need you to build a business. also need skills that you don't have. Yes, right. So you have skills that you have, right? I <laughs> get yeah, that one. Right? Then you need skills that you don't have. Yes. Uh, you need people to help you when you're not around. For example, you, you, you might still have a full-time job. Like
0: a yin and yang.
1: Yes, you need a yin and yang situation. And you have someone who is full-time that can do something while you're working, so that your salary can fund the business. And vice versa, right? So you can have that as well. So how are you going to do this is meet people that are complementary to you but in the same industry. Like I said, you are getting into the food business. Get to know a photographer. Get to know someone in marketing. Get to know the restaurants. What about magazines? Get a publication. What about people who do online magazines? Get people on board. Give them free food. Get some assistance. Because why? You might not have any marketing experience. You don't know how to grow your Facebook page. Or what about the Instagram page? You need some good pictures. You need some people. What you're good at is the food, but not the photos. Get people on board. And, And you need all that to work together.
0: Great. Last question. Three apps that you think entrepreneurs should have on their phone?
1: That's an interesting question. Three apps... The,
0: uh, I know is, you have a lot of apps. I have a lot of apps. And in, please don't include Spotify.
1: We <laughs> uh, guys have
0: podcasts. Yes. I mean, Spotify. This podcast is on Spotify.
1: <laughs> that's true. I mean, yes, Spotify is great because you'll have a lot of access to podcasts. But put YouTube on on your phone. Okay. You're gonna need it for all your podcasts are there. Uh, because people publish their podcasts on YouTube. Um, all the lessons are on YouTube, so make sure you got YouTube installed. Right, you need that app. And next thing you know. Um what's a good app? What, what what apps do you use, for example?
0: Oh geez, I have a lot of editing apps. Lightroom. Lightroom like, because of the photos yes. and, and the flat lays you do for your blog, yeah. right?
1: Yes. Um well what can I say? Uh good question. There are so many apps. It's not like I can't live without them, but I do know that if 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 you
0: Cascade that's an app you like
1: okay i love taskade taskade works like notion it works like asana they work like um what's the other one
0: i see you have a lot of food apps there bj what's happening
1: oh i'm secretly learning how to cook okay
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: no um there is app uh, for example slack slack is an app used by a lot of communications so
0: isn't taskade and Slack exactly
1: uh, slack is just a very larger version so i took something like taskade which is much smaller it's cheaper and you can really track all your projects and your thoughts. You can put down all your charts, roadmaps that you can share with other people that you're working on. And it's a very it's a very good way to track what you're doing so you know who said what. And then you can then prioritize what you want to So if you have a you team,
0: that's, that's important. Also, if you're a visual person that yes. likes to see everything down.
1: Yes. Okay. The great way. That's So that's Tascade. That's what I like. The other one, for example, uh, what's a good app? Um... Jeez, you know, I don't really have apps to die for type of thing.
0: I see you just have a lot of food apps.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I use a lot of social. Okay. For example, I have Instagram because I post uh, my pictures.
0: So your favorite social media platform?
1: Um, I would say LinkedIn. LinkedIn. LinkedIn, okay. because LinkedIn is a great way to build a professional profile, a great way to connect with businesses. And I think LinkedIn is also one of the few platforms that still have some organic reach. Okay. compared to facebook and instagram it's very very bad right now so if you want advice find an app you like just don't use the app that mark Zuckerberg owns
0: <laughs> what about tiktok because i know you do tiktok too
1: i, I love tiktok as an, a, a, a consumer but i can see the value because of the young audience okay so very young audience,
0: definitely for the much younger
1: even though it's younger but a lot of people still use it i just say that if your audience has a young um, vibe to it, target market, and okay. and you want to use TikTok, you can. I've seen a lot of mums and dads and older people using it because they've got a fantastic social media presence already. They just extended it onto TikTok.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. So so that's about it. And favorite food app while we here. Oh, favorite
1: food happy. app. You know me. If if I'm hungry, I I would use Mister D or Uber Eats, right? Uber Eats. So I I like to try those because you know what I I do try good food and I try mm-hmm. them out. I eat them. And yeah, we
0: can see you love food Because this whole discussion is <laughs> around
1: food Maybe it's my, it's my secret uh, <laughs> Thing that I've been talking about Is to you know do some food at home and deliver. Unless you're
0: planning a start up around food It could be that as well
1: No, no, hopefully not Because um, as much as I'm so busy Last thing I want to do is start another food app
0: yeah, So what's next for you? Like what's coming up? Anything exciting that we should know about?
1: Yeah, especially because photography um, Has sort of slowed down Even though it will pick up, but it also made me realize that I don't want to focus too much on photography because one of the ethos that I have, you know the word ethos, where your mind is set on something. I believe that you should build a business that is not based on your time.
0: Okay, interesting.
1: Okay, what that means is don't build a business that requires your time. Because let's say you've got a full-time job. If your time is required, it means you have to leave your job in order to do the work. Yeah. So build a business that doesn't require time. Good example is, uh, do you know Brian No.
0: Brian
1: is the founder of Airbnb.
0: Oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know the platform. You know the
1: platform. <laughs> and that's the whole point. He built the platform to do the business, yeah. which means every hour he spends is not directly proportional to how much money he makes. Mm-hmm. How much the people use the platform Is how much he makes yeah right and that's important if he was doing it as an hourly service he would have run the Airbnb himself yes that means that he can only make so much money in a day yeah so when you make build a platform you can have multiple things running at the same time and that's very important and there are two tips for this either you can sell your face or you can sell your platform as your business either one doesn't require time you don't be a lawyer don't be don't try and be an accountant where you have to earn per hour but you can build an accounting platform that can have multiple clients using it at the same time and you can charge them a subscription fee instead instead of charging per hour for every client so that way you can have for example there's a platform called Zero that I started recently using for accounting now they've got hundreds of thousands of people who use that platform that use the online invoicing solution that means 100,000 people are using it at the same time that allows you to make more money per hour than doing it yourself. Imagine the guy who had zero was doing the accounting for everybody. He won't have enough hours in the day and that's the whole point. And that's an example of leveraging a platform. The other one is leveraging your face. By that I mean it's the Beyonce effect. When you're a Beyonce, you can use your face because you're popular to release products out there in the world, that people like because they respect you, they like your face. They like the fact that you are someone they look up to. So Beyonce and her husband released Tidal, the music platform. They've got a music production uh, in the background. And if you realize it, even though she sings and does a lot of concert, she makes a majority of money from the platforms and the businesses that she's built on top of her fame. That makes a lot more money. If, if she decides to stop singing and stop performing, she'll still make a lot of money because she's built the platforms through equity and platforming. But it's a face. A face has allowed you to find the platform to use. That's a good example. So I ask you, do you have a face that people recognize, that people respect, that you have plenty of followers, you can leverage it. If not, don't worry. You can be Brian Chesky. No one knows who he is. Did you know he was a bouncer at a club?
0: I heard that story.
1: Yeah. Now, no one knew until they saw the platform because he did the platform to the talking. Nice. Do you know any of the founders of Google's personal lives? No. Do you know the names?
0: Not by heart.
1: I even forgot their names now. There are two <laughs> there are two founders who started Google, who are now obviously part of Alphabet. Yes. There are two two founders of Google. Well, Google us. Go- Google it. Yes. Google the founders. <laughs> who are they? There they are two guys. They started it, right? I don't know anything about them. What is their fancy? Do they blog? Nothing. The platform did all the talking. Mm. So that's why people say, but no one knows me. My social media is bad. How do I run a business? It's okay use the platform based idea and let the platform do the selling
0: that is very clever actually good advice vj
1: hope it's useful
0: thank you so much Cool. for doing my first podcast with me
1: yay i hope i hope again uh, people are uh, listening to this won't know my face right <laughs> uh, but they might recognize the platform because they realize oh i worked on it and yes. that's the kind of thing it is
0: so vj worked and is still working on Mom Says. I am technically and you Baby and I.
1: I'm technically her co-founder yes. and CTO yes. of Mom Says. as well as You Baby and I, a blogging platform. And of course, I do my own photography. Photography is what I earn per hour. That's why it doesn't do much. It's and, a per hour business.
0: And your photography Instagram name is Instahubby. So I if am, you are looking for Instahubby, go check BJ's Instagram page. That's because that's where they'll find. Or you. my
1: website, Instahabie.
0: Thank you so much, Vijay. It was lovely chatting to you. I'm sure we'll do this again in the near future. Absolutely.